Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy, Toasty, back for another live episode. We're back from the magical past slash future slash weird pre-recorded episode we did last time, and Toasty's back from his adventures on the path. Toasty... Did you kill any uh, any monsters out there in the wild? I'm sorry, I'm just like recovering because I didn't hear the intro part, so it confused. I, I'm just confused. Oh, did it not? <laughs> did it not play for you? That's weird. Uh, I don't know. Did you turn it down or something? No, just it's threw like me off. it's like uh, it must not be coming through for some reason on your end. Your end. But anyway, we're we're back. Did you did you kill any monsters? Uh, yeah obviously <laughs> oh obviously obviously you did well it that- was just it wasn't like anything too crazy a bunch of like like smaller contracts that i just left piled up for a while i had to i tried to get to them you know i had to get to them knock them out mm-hmm. i now have a clean a clean clean slate on on my contracts maybe take some bigger jobs who knows see what happens that's good that's good i'm glad that you're doing doing the good work of witchering out there on the road uh for you know keeping the people safe and me and ben gotta keep them safe out here you know yeah you and ben i saw, I saw some of ben's pictures also up, up on uh on the twitter him in his in his witcher garb looking all good um but anyway welcome back everybody we are we're back we're getting very close to the end of this whole season two recap and we're discussing episode six this week which i think is a very interesting episode a little less actiony until the end but i think this is a good one to talk about what do you think toasty uh i think it's a very fitting episode to talk about today on on saint valentine's day Wait, i don't know why i put saint but <laughs> i mean valentine was a saint so uh, that makes sense yes um yes. yeah um yeah it is it is a good one we had some requests from the uh community to do a valentine's episode where we would debate uh, Tress, uh, Tris and uh, Yennefer and which would be the better match for Geralt but we're going to hold but, off on this yeah we decided to let our patrons do that yes so so, so you know at the end of the end of the month episode you're going to definitely want to listen to that this month because we're going to have like I don't know probably like five six people debating who's the better romance option for Geralt it's going to be a good episode and uh, Toasty of course has his opinions on this which are and whenever Toasty has I, I, this is something I've learned from Toasty it's not opinions I my the things that I think are actually factual information right um, so this is how this is how Toasty's mind works is that either you agree with reality which is the way he perceives things or you're just delusional wrong you're just wrong right. and it's okay it's okay to be wrong yeah yeah but so, uh, you know i'm gonna correct that <laughs> right so anyway uh where do we start off with episode six where do we start off i should probably go to the outline right yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so i just want to uh, i just want to knock out this this recap on a few other things uh some of the lesser um little like side plots and things so uh probably the most minor one that's not exactly minor it's just not as like prevalent in the episode is the istrid uh a little plot line where he goes to cotteringer and finn to uh discover the truth about series lineage and kind of finds out about um the the elven bloodline that is rooted in their family tree um and you know kind of figures out that like they have some sort of generational weapon thing going on because of like the powers and stuff so right and that it stretches back to laura doran so we we get the name drop again uh we have another little minor one that leads into the others we're gonna go ahead and just like say it um with vesemir and triss at care morin mm-hmm. uh they get attacked by ryance who steals the witcher mutagen and takes it back to lydia um to kind of use as like a bargaining tool to to like i guess uh advance his station in the situation he wants to meet the boss <clears throat> 
whoever the boss is. Mm-hmm. And, and his then, face now looks freaking crazy. <laughs> it's all messed up. It's all burnt and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's not looking uh, too pleasant. And uh, then he uh, later Triss will leave Care Morin uh, after figuring out that the mutagen was stolen. Um, telling Vesemir she'll leave, uh, go to Tissaia, and is going to spill the beans, essentially, <laughs> to Tissaia. <laughs> so, <clears throat> a little bit of more minor things. Uh, stepping into uh, a bigger one is the events in Sintra this episode. So, um, we start out kind of getting more of that Francesca Fragilla like relationship, friendship growing here, mm-hmm. um, where and Francesca's telling about how she like learned magic from her mother and then her father tried to kill her kind of like bonding on some, some levels here and how she ended up, uh, getting her father killed in turn and they built a statue in her honor. So, right. uh, I yeah. guess her father was a real asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks. Thanks for killing your dad. We appreciate you. Um, and then Francesca tells Fragilla that she, probably should uh, reevaluate her relationship with Kair because she acts like a lesser person whenever he's around, like she's timid, um, which yeah. we, we saw that in the end of the last episode when he showed up and she looked, she looked scared. She looked, she looked scared to see him. <clears throat> right. Which is, which is the kind of thing that you don't ever want someone to have to tell you, but it like, it's, it's, clearly a like oh you can tell kind of moment you know like (laughs) like it's always good to have that friend who can just kind of tell you the whole like hey you know that thing that you do everybody knows you yeah you probably need to be aware that this is the way you come off to other people and i wish i had those friends in high school that would have been nice um no (laughs) it's i mean it's it's good like it's like you always want to have that person who can just kind of tell you the honest truth about yourself like yeah it's it's good to have um yeah so uh which seems to be a bit of a theme in this episode that we'll uh elaborate upon in a little bit um and at the end of this conversation kair shows up frangela or francesca kind of runs off um and kair kind of like commends Fringilla on like her actions because you know what the north was doing in in terms of the elves was was deplorable um but obviously he thinks that there's a more important task in mind and that is getting siri uh and he tells her uh, she was last seen in sodden and we need to refocus here refocus on capturing siri that's what really matters not Mm -hmm. this whole elven thing going on Later, uh, we see Philavandrel and Francesca talking. Philavandrel's telling uh, her that he's also seems like something's changing now that Kair is back. Obviously, everyone's worried about Kair. Right. <laughs> like, well, he changes the <clears throat> equation a lot. Yeah. And, uh, but he says like he he's worried but he also reaffirms that he's willing to do absolutely anything to keep her and the baby safe um so they kind of have a little bit of a bonding moment over that i can't remember if uh, it may not even be a straight confirmed thing but like this seemed like a confirmation that phil evander was the father and i don't remember if they said that before <clears throat> and technically they didn't confirm it here, but it seems a lot like he is the dad. Yeah. There's <clears throat> kind of an underlying kind of like, yeah, kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, then, uh, we see them training in the yard. Uh, the captain is kind of expressing his issues with the whole Elvin situation to Kair, Kair, uh, basically bullies Dara mm-hmm. to try and uh who really who really knows it at this point it's very it's it's he's being real weird like that's the thing with Kair here is that he's also kind of an enigma in this situation because he seems very wishy-washy as of this moment but I guess he yeah he basically goes into a fight with uh, a sparring match with Dara but we obviously know that like it 
Dara's just learning how to fight with a sword. Kair's probably like a master swordsman or something. Oh, yeah. And we already saw from, from season one, we saw some of the, like, we, we saw what he was able to do against a mage, a, like, yeah, a, a trained so. swordsman who's also a mage with a blade and was able to disarm him multiple times. Like, Kair is no, no wimp with a sword. And so clearly he's, he's got the edge up on this new trainee of an elf with a sword, right? Like, which, and, and either Kair goes easy on him, which uh, could be a situation or Dara's just like, does pretty good for defending himself. Yeah. Um, which I feel like with the precision of which we saw Kair, uh, take out Vilgefortz in season one, mm -hmm. like the moment that he like, cause he, he knocks, he d disarms him like twice, figures out what the situation is here, figures out his win uh, mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. and goes for it. And like, I mean, he successfully disarms him like what, four or five times in that fight. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's definitely like, I feel like he took it easy here on Dara. So, more of that wishy-washy like he's trying to prove a point but he's also not trying to like i guess break their spirit I here think it's, it's like a dominance <clears throat> thing i think it's like a like hey i'm in charge don't mess with me it, it, it may be also possibly a side effect of like the situation that he you know went through prior being a prisoner and stuff he might be like having some residual feelings about not being in control of situations. Maybe, so, maybe. Yeah. It, it may, yeah. It, or, or he's just kind of taking out some frustration. Yeah. So, um, but we'll, we'll, I think we'll get a closer look into him, uh, you know, as we get more Witcher stuff. Um, and, uh, like Phil Evangel puts a, like a knife to his throat, which is like, I don't know what the hell you're planning here, but if you'd gone through with it, you would have, been murdered on the spot oh there guaranteed. would have been like there would have been bloodshed across the entire city yeah like, this would yeah. have not led to anything good but luckily francesca goes into labor um yeah. saved by the i don't baby? Saved by the pregnancy saved uh, by baby <laughs> yeah um so they rush to that the baby uh ends up being born there's a bit of a scare about it not like crying at first but it i think i think for, i think fragilla just like burps it and it's like uh -huh. they just had like i don't know a little bit something stuck in its throat and that's they just had to get that cleared out um is is what it looked like so you know there's a big happy moment of um you know new elven baby is born especially because francesca has said that she's had she's carried babies before but they've never come to term so right. this is like a miracle for her mm -hmm. and everything's all nice and happy um and we know something uh bad is going to happen soon because that's just not how the witcher universe works nothing happy moments happy. don't exist right nothing seems happy for <laughs> um, too long but yeah so they're celebrating and stuff kair comes in and kind of like starts sowing some more doubt in Fringilla about this and about how like if they like realize that they can actually have children they're not going to rely on Nilfgaard and they're going to abandon us mm -hmm. um which is like uh, probably jumping to, like that's why Fringilla is kind of becoming friends with Francesca too like it's not just reliance anymore like like the leader of the elves is now is like friends with one of the higher ups of Nilfgaard i think i think you're taking thinking too negatively on this um and then kind of lays down this uh letter uh this folded letter in front of her um it's signified that uh they had received a message from the white flame and he will be here within days mm -hmm. so it's like oh crap the emperor is coming now yeah time, time's ticking uh, oh and it you know fragilla's not entirely sure if she's like in a good position here um and uh also uh dara is kind of putting in the pieces together and also still ratting things out to dijkstra via the owl um yeah. so yeah it's just uh some cool a lot of elven stuff going on in Sintra. Mm -hmm. um yep and this is kind of the build-up to i mean we're getting close to the end of the season this is the build-up to what happens that like the the climax 
of what's going on with mm-hmm. the Elvin storyline. Oh, and just a note after like Kyrie leaves that talk, that final talk with Fragilla, we get the whispers of the deathless mother kind of whispering in Fragilla's ear. So even making it worse and uh, kind of preying on her, mm-hmm. her, her, I guess, doubt and negative emotions in that situation. Yeah. So yeah. Twist, fear. twisting the metaphorical <clears throat> knife. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and then on to the, uh, the biggest, uh, plot line of the episode mm-hmm. um so we got Geralt and siri they're walking through the woods um siri's complaining about how she thought it was safe at Caramoran, and Geralt starts admonishing her about uh you know she almost went through the trial of the grasses or subjected herself to the trial of the grasses which is not safe either nope probably more dangerous um and that she is kind of taking too many risks here and not like, I guess, thinking about herself too much. Uh, and the line that I wrote down was that because Geralt says, uh, you're trying to kill yourself by becoming a mutant. So if you survive, you can try to kill yourself getting revenge. <laughs> right. Like all paths like, lead to death here. Yeah. You right. just like, it doesn't matter what path you've taken. You can either take the short route to death or the long convoluted one and painful one to death. So yeah. um, he's obviously, he's, he's kind of upset that she's not being careful enough. Um, they come to a river that they need to cross. Uh, Geralt wades out to check if it's safe. And the big old Chertabog comes flying over the, the hills uh, flying at him. He's, he has like kind of like an Ard uh, battle here. Um, blasted away on the first one, only kind of deflects its route the second time. So it manages to get through to Siri and Roach. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they kind of start running. Roach is like mortally wounded in this fight. I'm sure there was a lot of people that were really sad about this. Um, and uh, including Geralt. Um, so Geralt has to uh, put Roach out of her misery, um, but includes like saying kind of this like little prayer before he does so, which is like, oh, you know, he loved that horse. Yeah, poor Roach. <clears throat> poor Roach. Poor um, Roach. But, you know, don't bring a Roach to a Chernobog fight. That's that's the lesson <laughs> we take from here. Yeah. yeah. Um, instead, uh, bring a Siri and use her as bait while you kill it with a stick because that's what happens next. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he tells Siri to go out on the rock um and kind of lure it in because it's obviously like attracted to her. Uh and he's like coaching her to stand her ground and then he just like leaps out from somewhere. Who really knows? He just comes leaping like a very like ridiculous distance. <laughs> right? Stabs it or like attaches to it by stabbing it with his knife and then just gores it with a stick. And it's dead. And it's like all right then. Chernobyl says are vulnerable to wood. If you didn't realize, this it. thing was like, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Like this one, probably the hardest kill for me to wrap my head around in this season because yeah. this thing was generated from the stella site of the monolith. This thing is made out of rocky fragments. Mm-hmm. And he killed it with wood. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're stronger than normal people, but like... But, but, you know, he kind of makes up for it because he, you know, lands on the ground and gives a very funny line of, where the fuck are my swords? (laughs) Um, Right. Which... Good right. question. Where are your swords? Because you have them later. That's the qu- that's another I mean, question. I guess if vampires can be killed by like wood through the heart, <clears throat> but vampires are made of flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you got that. Yeah, this thing's made out of stone. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, sure, weird. Like, it's and, weird. and apparently, a stone that is so hard and dense that it's like it take the only thing that can do anything to it is the like shattering force of the elder blood right yeah it's so I mean, it's they, like they could have picked a different monster here 
Yeah, it was, but, it was, it's just hard mm. to wrap my head around. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they're walking, you know, now they don't have a horse, so they're forced to walk to their location. Um, mm-hmm. Siri's talking about how she felt that pool again with the Chernobog, like she did with the Leshin. Yep. So like, it's obviously uh, resulted from the monolith or like a different world beyond the monolith. We all saw it actually come from the monolith. So, um, and, but she also says that she didn't think that it wants to, it wanted to hurt her, which kind of brings us back to the giant bug thing that we saw before mm-hmm. where like, it had plenty of opportunity to hurt her, but it was kind of just looking at her. So they just feel some sort of connection with her. That's possibly not violent. It's just right. A curiosity or something, or they're on some sort of mission to yeah. it's possible because they're her. monsters. Capture they her. could be feeling the pull to her as well, mm-hmm. but they can't voice that. We only get to hear her say she feels a pull. They might be yeah. as well. Probably is what happening because they keep trying. They keep finding her. <clears throat> right. So, right. Uh, and then she tells Gerald about how she killed those boys with their powers. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Carol tells her that she's got some catching up to do because there's <laughs> right? only four. Of them. It's like, all right then, good dad sure. moment. Let, Carol, this is how I comfort your 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 in, insecurity over killing people. Tell you haven't killed enough people. <laughs> right, right. So whatever. Um, Carol takes her to the temple Melitola, or if you go by their pronunciation of the show Melitelli. I'm not going to say that. I learned it a different way, so I'm going to stick mine. Um, <laughs> Uh, who is the goddess of fertility and harvest. Um, And we learn that witchers learn to do their signs there. um, And that Geralt came there whenever he was younger as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that they show up and and they're just like, just drenched in just muck. Yeah, they're they're they've been trekking through the woods for a while. And everyone else has is, his swords. Everyone else is all nice and like in their nice clothes and stuff, and they're just walking around, probably stinky and just full of muck. And it's just like, I, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I guess his swords got like scattered into the woods or something whenever Roach got attacked. Yeah. But also, yeah. like he's had a scabbard on his back the entire time. Why is he wearing at least the steel one? Right. I don't know. Right. <clears throat> but whatever um he gives up his weapons because there's no weapons allowed in the temple of Melitola. um we meet mother ninica who is a personal favorite of mine Let's just put that out there from mm-hmm. the books she she was a personal favorite of mine from the books and i do appreciate the portrayal of her in the show too mm-hmm. i appreciate it a lot um uh but basically they came here to help siri learn to control her chaos um and they kind of have a little bit of a bonding moment. Seems like Ninika might have like a bit of knowledge because Siri refers to herself as the daughter of chaos. And Ninika's like, where'd you even hear about that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she, she seems says, very learned, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But she sends Siri off with, <laughs> I, I also know him as Yara, but you know, if you listen to the pronunciation of Yara, <laughs> Um, in the show um sends her off with him to to go to the library and uh she needs to use the orbiculum um which is like well what's that we don't know yet and then has a (laughs) ninica has a talk with gerald about how fucked he is (laughs) in this situation and that's why that's the thing i appreciate about ninica is that she's always like been just blunt and straightforward with Gerald just to the point in, right. in the book and in the show, she just gets to the point, right? Which, like, which I'm sure Gerald appreciates because he just gets to the freaking point too. Yeah. That's just who he is. So, so she lays out the fact that like a lot of people are going to be interested in Siri because of her political power that she holds as uh-huh. being the lion cub of Sintra and being like the key to the seat of Sintra. And then there's other people that are going to want her for her elder blood. Uh, and it's like, there's no situation in, in here where you're not screwed. <laughs> like you're, it's not good for you right now. Um, and then she tells him that he needs to figure out uh, what series missing. 
in order to help her. Like that's how he's really going to help her is to help her figure out what she's missing. Um, then we, we move on series with Yara. This dude is <laughs> some ridiculous sexual innuendo here. And it's so cringe, <laughs> but also it makes sense because this dude's probably like 14 trying to flirt with a girl for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It makes sense talking about how big his tool is. His tool is knowledge, but <laughs> he doesn't, it doesn't sound like he's talking about knowledge for a little bit there. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So some, some cringe flirting um and trying to impress here uh and then we we you know kind of see in the distance that somebody's watching them hey it's unifer she's here she's in the temple too um and she's we know that she was sent after siri um so she's of course trying to kind of find siri uh goes searching a bunch of rooms ends up running into Geralt. Um, they're reunited. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's um, Day. Yeah, they're reunited, and it's obvious that like the emotions hit them both. Mm-hmm. Like she's been preaching how much of an ass he is this entire season, <laughs> and the moment she sees him, she's like, he's like, yeah, so relieved and happy to see her. Mm-hmm. She's obviously back. They kiss. Siri walks in on it and she's like, and Oh, like, Oh, this yeah. is weird. Right. Oh, how many women do you have? Because you were obviously <laughs> flirting with Trist at one time. Right. And it made me really uncomfortable. Um, and Geralt's like, this is my dear friend. <laughs> and um, the look she gives him, which to be fair, this is like, Oh, like a way mm-hmm. more like better accepted response than the book dear like the dear friend in the book that one's like a violent reaction um so uh yeah there's just the little bit of the reference here Mm -hmm. um and then they uh are kind of like gathered around a circle they're talking about stuff they're talking about the unicorn for one (laughs) yes the Um, unicorn reference the unicorn reference um do we want to do we want to share this with people who don't know i i wrote stuff about it in the second half so okay. we can discuss okay. it in we'll, the second we'll talk half. about it later yeah yeah so um but yeah they're just all kind of like uh, sitting and talking um and like the look on like the look of just pure happiness that's on Geralt's face like he's just straight up watching her the entire time does not look away and he's like cheesing hard <laughs> yeah like yeah. he's he's just got a, a a big old Geralt grin on his face which granted isn't that big but for him, it's yeah. very noticeable. It doesn't happen like ever. Like this is like, like it just doesn't happen. He's like perfectly serene. He's like reached like enlightenment here, <laughs> just being back with Yennefer. And she's obviously like, she's happy, but we like, there's the bit of irony in the fact that we know that there's more to this. And she's, you so, can tell that like, she's starting to be torn by the thing that she knows she has to do. And the fact that Geralt is now involved. And yeah, she knows that she's going to have to because she realized the target that she was sent after is Geralt's child of destiny. Right. And it's like, there's no, there's no win in this situation for her now. Mm-hmm. Like she, nothing is going to lead down a good road for her here. Mm-hmm. Given the situation that's unfolded. Um, so uh, later on, Siri and Nenica are kind of talking about loss and hate like the people that she's lost. Um, I gotta be honest. It's hard for me to watch this scene because these, like they're supposed to be lighting candles. They are the worst candle lighters in the history. Like they take this. I'm going into a rant for something so stupid, but they take like 10 plus seconds to light a single candle and then, like, they're supposed to be lighting all the candles, and, and then they're they skip not. them, and then they like, move they to the next. They walk away, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I had the same thought. Like, you're not light. You're supposed to be lighting them, but you're skipping half the damn candles, right? What are right. you doing? And then they yeah. go this out. One, this one display has like seven candles on it. There's three of them lit. They light one of them. They leave three unlit, and then they move to the next table. 
And like, it's like what? they're lighting Who does all the that? candles that aren't even in like the like you can't even see them right. based on like the dimensions of the other candles. They're all blocking them. Right. But like they're there. <laughs> and then like you watch like half the candles go out in the scene. Yes. Yeah, like, this is like an OCD after nightmare. Lighting them yeah. And they're just like, yeah. All right. Yeah. I was, I was losing my mind. I was like, I, I can't, but it's a touching scene, a bonding moment. Sure. But right. They should have, they should have just, once they showed that there were candles, they should have just framed this, the scene from like the shoulders up so that you couldn't tell what they were doing with their hands anymore. And then it would have been fine. It would have been like, Oh, they're just continuing to light the candles. And then, but no, it is like, it it is, if you have OCD, you just like, you go nuts. You're just like, this is not, I don't even have OCD and still drive me me nuts. This is not how you like, candles this this is ridiculous nobody no Um, human being does this yes yeah and then uh yennefer and geralt's are walking around talking uh we pass by several more of these like braziers with half-lit candles by the way Mm -hmm. um uh, it's like my roommate in college she would put on a sock and then a shoe and then another sock and then a shoe which i always thought was so weird because don't you just put your socks on and then your shoes on most of the time I don't know. I think it's just like a reaction. I don't even pay attention to how I do it anymore. Yeah, I think like you get your socks and then you put your socks on and then you go to your shoes and you put your shoes on most of the time. Right. Unless your socks and shoes happen to be like sitting in the same place. I'll. Anyway, I'll I'll think about it. Think about it when I'm putting on my socks. Think about it. Because like if you pull Um, your socks out of your sock drawer, you put your socks on and then you go to where your shoes are and you put your shoes on. But to put your sock and then your shoe, that's just weird. What about people that put socks on before their pants? That's also weird. Like, shouldn't you that already is. be wearing pants? I know, right? That's see, like but some people do do that. There's I don't an, like it. There's there's a normal order of operation that like sometimes gets adjusted because the situation changes. But when the normal order of operations is the is the odd version, that's just that's weird. I don't know. They they just threw the order of the operations for lighting these candles out the window, though. Yeah, They're just like totally, yeah, nah, totally whatever. Right, uh, right. Somebody's. Uh, we're gonna get a message. Which, Somebody's gonna be like, "Tom is totally wrong." This I, makes sense. Uh, may, maybe, but <laughs> also like the other thing is they. It was unnecessary for them to move to a different like like they could have had this entire conversation standing in place and it yes. wouldn't have been a problem. Right. So Absolutely. they could have just had like a bunch of candles and they just been lighting all those like just working on lighting the candles while talking. But they moved anyway. Yeah. Away. Right. It, yes. But they have a touching they have a touching conversation. They have a touching conversation. Yeah. You know, Siri kind of like lets out a little bit of her like you know, pain of like her loss of losing mm-hmm. all the people she and she's loved. finally able to bond with somebody who's mature and informed and a, a, an older female. You know, obviously and she's, she's been able to talk have to Tris. To run away because of sexual tension, right? Well, and she's um, been able to talk to Tris, but it's, it's also somebody who's not like particularly close. Somebody who she, you know she feels safe sharing something with, who she doesn't have to live with. You know, like it's it's a unique situation that she's able to open up to somebody who has some wisdom has some advice and yet she can kind of move on mm-hmm. it's it's a nice so, situation yeah um and then Jennifer and Geralt are walking around talking yin tells Geralt about Ryan's uh, and how he was looking uh first him because they didn't mention Siri whenever mm-hmm. the interrogation but mm-hmm. so he was looking for but they don't refer to him by name because they don't know his name. So he's just firefucker. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which is great. Um, and then uh, Geralt has like the most perceptive slash most clueless moment, uh, like ever because he can literally hear her heartbeat and how fast it's been beating the entire time he's been with her. So he knows that she's like, nervous about something or maybe lying about something because your heart rate speeds up when you're lying. Mm -hmm. But then he's just like, you don't gotta be nervous. You're here with me now. (laughs) It was like, girl. Yeah. He doesn't know why she's nervous Think with your head, right? Not your head. Okay. (laughs) Um, right. Um, right. And then Siri's kind of walking around. She's been carrying this damn or, Arbiculum around the entire time, by the way. Yep. She was lighting candles while holding it. Right. She's like, is that thing heavy or something? Like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, um, she doesn't know what to do with it. She's walking around with this thing. She finds a book on the ground. She sees uh, a little bit of that 
fragment of the prophecy, like the, 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 the time of contempt, uh, and uh is like looking at it she's flipping pages and then she's like gets uh blood on her fingers and so there's like blood on the book she's like oh this isn't good she follows finds yara like absolutely like face smashed in on the ground yeah poor kid Um, yeah uh and then like ryan shows up with the the michelin brothers to which i thought this was really funny Cause she like, he's like full on, like barely conscious on the ground, like face pounded in. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, go get Geralt's. <laughs> right. And then walks away. And I'm like, that dude's not moving for like the- at least a couple hours. <laughs> like He's pretty messed up Siri. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like you're super tough because you were trained by witchers. This dude's like, never even flirted with a girl before this dude's not going anywhere he's right. he's on the ground for a while um but it's okay because you know gerald's got super senses so probably hears it and shows up anyways mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he tells yennefer to take siri and get out of here while he holds off all yeah. people it doesn't realize how <clears throat> much that might actually mean <laughs> yes so yeah. <laughs> uh we get super cool fight scene this fight scene is great yeah this is one of the best ones in the season uh, i'll let you i'll let you go on about it more in the second half because i mean i feel like it's worth giving extra extra attention to yeah yeah i mean we don't need to do a play-by-play but i think that like it like Geralt fighting a bunch of dudes is always one of my favorite things unarmed fighting monsters right fighting monsters is cool but the fact that like i mean we've talked about this fight scene a little bit already um but the the whole like taking weapons from other people using them against them like uh, just showing signs like very proactively in this fight which is cool showing Um, how how advanced uh in combat how much faster he is able to move like all of that stuff and then the cinematography on top of it like the whole like rolling over things and the camera moving with him like all of that stuff oh yeah that that stuff in these kinds of scenes and the fact that he just like just bests everybody like everything they do he's able to just like counter and move around (laughs) and every and even when he gets hit he's then like takes that and uses it to his advantage like all of that stuff is is really really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, evil in chat says it's the best fight scene is the one in ep- uh, season ep- episode one season one. This one's up there too. This one's like it's similar, but it, I feel like this one's longer than that fight scene. Um, it's, this one's definitely longer than that fight scene. I I think I have to agree though because that 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 for a pilot episode of something that fight scene was just insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, this one's really good too, though. Um, the theme of this episode is just Geralt getting in trouble without his swords. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of improvisation. Uh, but meanwhile, like, uh, Ryan's is like, he's obviously very focused. So he's just throws, um, you know, the Michelin brothers at Geralt to keep him occupied and goes after Yin and Siri himself. Mm-hmm. they've run into a room that's like a dead end. They block the door. He's trying to like burn down the door, um, which seems like a very long, like uh, process for things, but yeah, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, basically Yen teaches Siri how to portal. Right. So they portal out, um, right. and Geralt, well, Geralt cleans up and he, he sees them right at the end as they're escaping, and there's like this like moment of betrayal. Right. And Geralt's like, wait, what are you doing? Kind of the guy got that kind of look. And then that look back by Yen. And then the, they go through the portal. Yeah. So, it. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's that's the recap for the episode. We've got to go thank our patrons, but then we'll be back to dissect a little bit more and go into a little bit further detail. So stay tuned. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. Toasty, did you hear it that time? 
I did. I did. Cool. All right. Time. I fixed the settings. And Yay. we've got some new patrons and some upgraded patrons to thank. We have uh, Northman who signed up as a tier four Leshen patron. So Northman, welcome to the Patreon. You can join us at the end of the month to uh, talk about our our love interests for Geralt. Love. love is in the air. I don't I don't know what that song is, but maybe we'll sing too. We we were not going to sing. Don't either. worry, we're not. I'm gonna not. Sing. Um, also, Genesis uh, re-upped uh, or re-upgraded uh, her Patreon to tier four, and uh, Jared M <clears throat> upgraded from tier four to tier five. So, man, all sorts of awesome new patrons and upgraded patrons this last week. So, thank you to everybody. You guys are awesome, and thank you to all of our patrons. And that means uh, Jared M is going to get callouts on future episodes of the show every week, as long as he <laughs> is a higher vampire. Holy moly! That's our vampire. first higher vampire tier. Higher vampire. Mm-hmm. That's you don't want to mess with Jared. That is you don't. You that don't. Is for he sure. can. He the only person right now that can kill him is himself. That's nuts. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy stuff. Yep. Also, guys, we've talked about it before, but it is finally time to reveal that we have T-shirts now for patrons. <sighs> t-shirts for patrons and stickers and this is an upgrade that we have done that means uh that you guys are going to get t-shirts and stickers for no extra cost and this is something that we want to do to thank our patrons who have signed up and this means that if you are a tier three patron if you are a griffin level patron ten dollars a month you will get a sticker every three months that you maintain your patron status and if you are a tier four patron or higher you will get a t-shirt for every three months that you maintain your patron status and uh it's not going to charge you anything more the price stays the same we're just giving you more stuff for helping to support the patreon so check this out this is the first t-shirt that will go out this is the design from it i'm putting it up on the screen right now but i will describe it for our listeners these are based on the uh contracts that people post uh for witchers and some of these types of things show up in the games they show up in stories and things and um they uh they include a what looks like a a contract written and then the monster as if it was like sketched or drawn that are that are next to this and so for example this one says good folk not once not twice not thrice or but thrice i say thrice i've lost the lower half of mine pantaloons to those blasted drowners in the lake how is a man to fish without his pantaloons 20 orns to the one who brings me their heads johan the fisher and that's just the first one and so every three months you'll get a, a different shirt that includes a monster and the uh the little notice that goes up for you know whoever can hunt down the monster and they these are all written by me and toasty uh these are not officially from the games or anything like that and the monster designs are on there they're they're lots of fun they include a little logo for the show and i hope you guys enjoy them some of them are uh i mean this one's kind of silly some of them are kind of dark and a little bit twisted and they're all entertaining so um i'll have images of all of them up on the patreon uh probably tomorrow so there'll be a post with all of the different images for the four first sets of shirts that will be up. And um, if you sign up, then make sure that you just stay signed up to get make sure that every three months you'll get a new shirt. And uh, I hear the shirts are actually really nice quality. They're also only for patrons. These shirts will never be up on the Robots Radio store. They're, they're not going to be anything that you can get anywhere else. Toasty and I can't even get these. They will only be available for patrons ever. They will never be reissued anywhere else. They're limited just for you guys. So if you want these, this is the only way you can get them. And they're just a big way for us to say thank you for supporting us. And I hope you guys enjoy them. So go check them up uh, out on the Patreon. And thank you again to all of our patrons. If we've done anything to help you get through your workday, your drive to work, your workout, or uh, dreaming about curling because you watch too much of the Winter Olympics, then go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast and... (coughs) And check them out. Um, yeah, they're they're the uh, the question semi semi auto b- bizarre um, in chat asks are they collectible? Uh, yeah, so we, you get the first one if you sign up. You get the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one in order. And then if after the year ends, we'll issue out four more. We'll make new ones. And as long as you stay a patron and the show keeps going and you guys keep supporting us, we'll keep doing the show. And then you'll you'll collect and you'll eventually you get the, the entire series of all of them. So. 
if you want the stickers, you just have to sign up as tier three. And if you want the t-shirts, you just sign up as tier four or higher and just stay signed up and you'll continue to collect all of them. So there you go. Um, also, we have some new reviews. It's been uh, it's been a few <laughs> weeks since we recorded last because Toasty was away on his on his thing. So we'll try to get through these as quick as we can. We've got one from Canada from BitGirl who wrote excellent listen this is a great podcast i am living in a cabin in the woods in northern canada this is awesome and via my satellite internet i am able to listen to this super interesting podcast about my new favorite show the witcher i'm learning so much about such a fantastic world when i was younger i used to read fantasy books by candlelight that sounds amazing that sounds awesome um uh uh, sorry, I had to remove the image. Uh, now I listen to this lore podcast by Candlelight. Thanks, guys, for best podcast ever. Well, that's awesome, big girl. Thank you for leaving the review, and I hope you continue to enjoy the, the show by Candlelight. Then we have one from the U.S. This one is from Aaron Whitecomb, who writes, A lesson ate my homework and all my free time. Five stars. The show hooked me. I'm drowning in the books, and now The Witcher 3 game is reeling me in. Basically, my entire pop culture life has been consumed by a lesson. Literally no carrion. This, uh, there's a lot to know about life on the continent. So dark, so brutal, and yet also weirdly hilarious. These fellas have been amazing guides on the path to fill, uh, to help fill in some holes every time I go, wait, what? Like how Blood of Elves is labeled book one, but it isn't actually the starting point. Before I had Toasty, she spelled it the weird way, Toasty, breaking it all down with the details, I was a little lost. I appreciate the depth of knowledge and passion they have for the Witcher lore and what they explore and that they explore all parts of the Witcherverse, not just the show or the game, but all the stories on all the platforms. They also give their fans a voice on the show from time to time. Five out of five medallions. Pull up a chair, pour yourself a potion, and give this podcast a listen if you love The Witcher. Thanks, guys, for keeping the show fresh while we wait for more con- content from The Witcherverse. Thank you, Aaron. That, that's an awesome review. Um, we also have uh, Mrs. J2334 from the U.S. who wrote, Toss a coin to this podcast, five stars. As a Witcher newbie and history teacher, that's awesome. Uh, cheers for teachers, by the way. That's awesome mm-hmm. that you're a teacher. Awesome work. Um, I am so excited to have found a podcast that hits so many of my interests. Fantasy genre plus mytho- mythology plus The Witcher. I became a fan through... Uh, the show then played the witcher three and i'm currently reading the books this podcast has gotten me through hours of grading when i can't get my witcher itch from watching the show playing the game or reading thank you for all you do that's awesome man listening to this podcast while you grade that's so cool keep up the the good work as a teacher and thank you for the review and then we also have justo jackson from great britain who wrote in and or wrote in the review and said listening on spotify and it's so good five stars love this podcast i read the last wish and sword of destiny and on season of storms now love the games too and the netflix show is amazing p.s it wasn't last wish that was recently written it was written second but comes first it was season of storms uh, recently written that was around the time of those books so um yeah we uh, we addressed that recently i think that was something that came up in one of the episodes a while back um but thank you to jester jackson and everyone else who wrote in reviews and if you would like to help us out and you listen on apple podcasts if you leave a five-star rating and some words we will read it out on a future episode of the show and if you listen on spotify which i know almost half of our audience does and you scroll to the top of the podcast list or where you can see all the episodes there's a little section where you can leave us a five-star review and when we get to 250 reviews then toasty is going to dye his hair which is going to be hilarious so all right we've got the rest of the show to talk about and do our little finish up recap and then after this episode this week we're doing the mass effect lore cast so we got to wrap this up in the next 15 or 20 minutes so let's move on here we go you smell of death and destiny heroics and heartbreak it's onion right yeah All right, Toasty, man, this is this is a dense episode. Mm-hmm. What are the things? Mm-hmm. To, what are the other things that we really want to dig into this week? All right, so I know I know everyone's going to be asking, and be like, Toasty, 
<laughs> the hell's a Chernobog? Yeah, what the hell is a Isn't Chernobog? Isn't that that thing in like Russia that happened? You know, the big no. No, wait, wait, no, no, no. The, the, <laughs> no, no. Wait, the, the, the nuclear explosion from the. <clears throat> It was a Chernobyl, right? Yeah, Chernobyl. Uh, no, it's yeah. not. It's not that. It's uh, so. Um, this isn't really a. So it's obvious that it's something that exists based on Geralt's words, like in the in in at least the Netflix, uh, like the Witcher cinematic universe, mm -hmm. uh, as we've been calling it, because like when Siri kind of asks about it, he says it's some kind of Chernobog. So it's obviously something that like shows up before, but this hasn't really been anything we've touched on before. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so the Chernobyl, I, I did a little bit of research. I'm not going to go into like, this is like a little depth, mini monster episode, but it is, is still Slavic mythology, mm -hmm. which I thought was cool. Um, and what I, what I managed to come across was that it is a, basically, uh, it's an evil God in Slavic mythology, because uh, the way they viewed Christianity was that there was a good God and an evil God, mm -hmm. like capital G, right? I like think. Jesus and Satan, like yeah. good God, evil God. Yeah. So, and they referred to the evil God or the dark God as Chernobog. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it's 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 or the black God. Sorry, that's what. It, but it's it, and in what a. I found is that it's the God of bad fate, essentially. Hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, I do appreciate that we're still pulling from Slavic mythology here, you yeah. know, managing to find things, do it. Um, a lot of pictures and stuff that I see are kind of like, uh, look very like demonic and things like horns, got the big old bat wings and claws and such um so uh yeah it's it's definitely uh devil imagery yeah pretty yeah. much like the yeah that makes how sense. you would have hmm. so uh it's interesting um maybe if we get like i don't know if they'll do it like show wise but like maybe like we'll get another like animated thing maybe they'll go into like Chernobog's more or something or maybe it sounds like it, he said it's a type so it makes me think are the different like varieties of Chernobog's I wonder if Chernobog is just like a term for devil looking monster maybe like yeah it may be a category that they kind of like threw it in there yeah um so be interesting yeah See, but yeah totally but I Oh yeah. So so let's talk about the uh, some of the Easter eggs here. We've got we've got the dear friend one, which we mentioned, right? Yeah, we got dear friend as a reference to the books. Mm -hmm. um, a very specific portion of it, where Geralt calls Jennifer, his sends her a letter, trying to inform her on the situation. But he's trying not to be like he's not trying to like make it obvious in case it's like intercepted or something. So he refers to yennefer and it's as his dear friend mm -hmm. um and kind of tries to tell her the situation without like going into too much detail to keep her in the loop but like not make it obvious um but yennefer doesn't really take too kindly to the term dear friend and has a very violent like response <laughs> about it the next time she sees him um so uh, i don't want to spoil it. it it seems like a lot of people it's a bit of a spoiler yeah but um I'm not going to go into too much detail because I uh, apparently a ton of people are now interested in checking out the books because of the show or, uh, mm -hmm. or and whatnot. So I don't want to, I don't want to ruin things uh, about that. Um, but it's really funny. I, I, right. I think that part this is, is really more funny, of a, so. a book plot thing than a lore thing. So if you, yeah. if you are going to go check out the books, go read up about it because it, it'll mm -hmm. be more entertaining for you to, to, yeah. to, to read about it on your own so there's also the unicorn mm -hmm. being so, brought up right so anybody who's played the witcher 3 knows what the unicorn is right so <laughs> and again i mean it's not a crucial plot point but there's the the kind of ongoing joke in the witcher 3 about one of the uh more adventurous uh sexual encounters between 
uh, Geralt and Yennefer was uh, her stuffed unicorn and making love on top of the stuffed unicorn. Which you can do in The which, Witcher 3. Which you can do on The Witcher 3. Yes, there's you a scene can do where, in The Witcher 3. Right, so during a party, uh, <laughs> no less. Yes. <laughs> you, um, you sneak and away during a party. I, I did want to make a note of the fact that the, the Chernabog is a bit of an Easter egg because there's a there's the Chernabog rune or like runestone in The Witcher 3, like those things that you can attach to your sword to give it a uh, specific type of damage. There is one called the Chernabog mm. uh, runestone. Uh, so it was very interesting. Um, so there's just, we know that they've been doing Easter eggs and stuff kind of all over but i think this one had like the most it's pretty that dense. i picked up on yeah so yeah um so yeah so very interesting yeah and um, then there's the fight scene which uh, we we covered i i feel like we're we satisfactory factorially covered it we've also talked about it on previous episodes as being mm-hmm. one of the highlights of the season um but we love our fight scenes. We love right. our fight scenes. I love, and I, I especially love when Geralt has to fight humans. Fighting the monsters is cool, but it, it generally turns into like a CG kind of thing, right? But fighting humans is the choreography and it's intense and it really pits Geralt up against, you know, intelligent combatants, which and, I think is really a cool measure of his, of his abilities. Yeah, and it kind of like also because I was watching because I'm one of those people that likes watching like reactions, like reaction videos on YouTube. Um, And I was watching someone react to like the first episode of The Witcher for the first time. And this person, I think, has a bit more of a background in as far as film and like cinematography goes. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were kind of calling out the fact that like if you like pay close attention to this compared to other things. Like you can kind of see in other stuff where they're like pulling the punches essentially, because like stuff like this is really dangerous and you have to be like extremely skilled and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times in situations like this, you can see where they're like either like fudging the sword play or like pulling back on it. And it doesn't seem as realistic or purposely swinging where like, even if the person didn't block the sword, the sword wouldn't hit them anyway. Like those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, we can see in these, like they're not pulling punches. It's just like, it's, it's all so fast paced. And it kind of has to be because Geralt's so like he's moving on another speed compared to other people. So it has to be like fast paced fight. So it's just appreciated. Like I just have like a new appreciation for the fact that like it, they managed to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do. I do. I do appreciate the amount of work they put into it. The, uh, the amount of physicality Henry Cavill puts into the character like the amount of uh, training that they do. And then on top of it, um, like the, the choreography, but also the cinematography that goes behind making sure that those fights really do feel right, are impactful. Um, they really do work out well. And and that's, uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I enjoy the stories. I enjoy the lore. I enjoy exploring the Witcher cinematic universe and some of the differences from the books and, and the other stories that I am more familiar with. But then just the the fights like the the visceral quality of the fight scenes and just you know like that's that's half the reason i enjoy watching cinema especially like on a big screen like there's a reason why i you know i put a little bit more money into the last tv i bought in order to get a bigger screen tv with really good you know hdr and like a nice home theater setup you know it's like like i don't go see movies in the movie theater unless it's like a big action flick because that's for me, I feel like that's just worth it. You know, like if I'm going to watch a, you know, romantic comedy, I might as well not go to the theater to see it, you know, like what's the point. Right. But like watching this on a nice home setup with like the sound all the way up and like right in front of my big screen TV feels awesome. And when you get a moment like this to really enjoy it, that's just, it makes it all, all the better. So, um, okay. So last, last topic here, your favorite character in the episode Yes. 
<laughs> just yes 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 uh yeah uh mother ninica i like i said before i just have a huge appreciation from like she wasn't even like a major character in the books even but she was in it like enough to where she had an impact at least for me personally uh and then you know the portrayal here i honestly didn't even go in into any like i didn't go look up the actress or anything but um i don't even know if i want to like this this i now see this person as mother ninica and i'm totally for it um you feel like she she portrayed the character so well that you don't want to ruin that uh illusion in your mind you feel like like she she reached into the book and was like this i am she is this person is now synonymous for you yeah so there's a bit of a difference i think the the ninica in the book's a bit more stern this one's got a bit more of like a uh a kookiness to her (laughs) which i'm i'm fine with though i'm I'm totally fine with that um but she's still like regardless she still told Geralt how it is um which i just thought her delivery of like the way she spoke and the delivery of like her her lines and stuff i just thought was both like entertaining but also kind of a little bit silly which you know for me to appreciate the silliness and stuff it means it's got to be like pretty good because i'm not really the one that i'm not tom so but you appreciate um, my silliness so i'm kind of like mother ninica to you basically i'm like your mother ninica you're like a witcher and i'm like your mother ninica i can just tell you straight up but then you appreciate when i'm silly also that's that's our relationship that's what you're saying just you just nod all you have to do is just move your head up and down a little bit just a little, just a tiny bit, just a little, just a the slightest, just the slightest little bit. Just blink your eyes. This is, makes for really good audio entertainment right now. I'm like holding my eyes open so I didn't blink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to, I'm just, it's, it's fine. I think people understand perfectly through the audio medium, my thoughts about that whole thing that you just said i think people are going to understand so yeah it's fine it was um, a total agreement because he didn't disagree right yeah see, he just agreed anyways um i think i think that's about it yeah him, so yeah so um, we've got two episodes left so episode seven episode eight and then we've wrapped up season two of the witcher and then we've got let's see today is the 14th which means we've got the 21st for episode seven we've got the 28th for our end of the month patron chat where we'll be talking we'll be we're going to be arguing yennefer versus tris for Geralt, or, or possibly that somebody could throw in something else in there yeah i mean um, there's some other potential love interests see the thing is is that so i'm, I'm gonna let a little bit i'm a little, little bit of my thing because i don't wait rob the I princess says the podcast is over forever after that nobody I, told me this I might. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we, then the world know. ends, and there's just no more podcasts. Uh, but uh, after that, we're we going to get back to start other, a war. We who might start, really know. I hope not. Uh, but, I hope. I hope not either. But like, this is the significant impact this this topic will have. I think <laughs> this this podcast that but, that episode specifically will just start a war. Um, someone's going to argue, Shawnee. Um, I imagine that's that's another possibility. Another possibility. That's unexpected. Uh, so I mean, somebody could argue. Yes, gear slash dandelion. Someone, if they're really like into the books, they could argue Fragilla. They could argue. Uh, what's her name? Coral. It's a lot of romances in the books that Carol goes through. Rob the Princess is prostitute number seven. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, so okay. So 
after that, we're going to wrap up season two, and then next month we'll be on to other topics. We're getting back to the way things kind of were before season two topic stuff, or actually season one recap, season two recap started. We'll be covering some more of like the deeper lore stuff, some more monster episodes, because those were very popular. A lot more monster episodes. I think people want to hear the monster yeah, episodes. So we'll so be doing gonna... some of that stuff. So lots more fun stuff to come. We'd love for you to come join us on the uh, the Chris Yennefer debate episode. So plenty of time to sign up if you aren't already. And then also, yeah, if we'll you do have an actual romance expert on the show. Me? That episode. That's that's I me. No, that's Genesis. Oh, because she does a podcast about She does a podcast relationships. on video game romances. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I I'm also I've I've also I'm also married. That counts. Right? I'm also married. Well, so you, you too. Then we're romance experts by definition. We we have we have the bona fides. We got. I'm not wearing my ring, but I got it. It's upstairs on my dresser. That's like confirmation. That's like confirmation that you got romance, Is buddy. It? Yeah, you you got you you did the romance thing. Somebody somebody confirmed that you you romanced them. That's what that means. That's official. Isn't, isn't this your second marriage? Yes. I romanced two people and then unromanced one of them. <laughs> That's how that worked. Just, I just, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was like I'm good debating at both. saying that. I'm good I was at both just things. like, you kept talking. And I just like, yeah, I just got to throw shade at this. And now I'm going to, no I'm an expert at both things now. Um, I'm a double expert at one of them. Anyway, that's that's this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week. Talk about episode seven. And um, same time, same place. Monday nights. Tosi, you got anything else going on you want to share? Uh, just just uh, Twitter. Follow us at the Witch Lord cast on Twitter. Um, I don't think I got really anything else going on right now. Cool. Not really. Cool. Yeah, we've got the Mass Effect Lorecast coming up after this. That's normally on Sundays, but it's tonight because we had to push it back due to the Festival of Romance, which is today. But mm-hmm. Sam was celebrating that yesterday. And then I've got a bunch of other podcasts you can check out, all the different Lorecasts and all the other shows on the network at robotsradio.net. And all of my live streams that happen during the week over here on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch and YouTube and also Facebook. If you like Facebook, but that's where uh, everybody in my parents' generation to go to complain about the Super Bowl <clears throat> halftime show. Get off my lawn! All right, that's the oh, end of this show. Dear. I know it's just it's that's, just that I was know. a thing. Yeah, they. Oh, uh, no. I know they posted. It's just dumb. I just that I don't was even, like I don't even talk about them. I haven't them. like I've watched a couple people react to it, oh, and I was kind of like, like everybody, "This is like an iconic Super Bowl halftime." I know show. it was so good, and then everybody like sixty-five and over. Was just like, oh, get off my lawn. And I'm like, just shut up. You guys don't even understand. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll uh, see you later. And I'll be back in about 15 minutes with the next show. So if you want, if you like Mass Effect, just hang out. I'll be back in a little bit. See you guys in a bit. Bye, everyone. Oh, stay safe on the path. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.